Hello, everyone. It is Kevin Henry with the Dental System Nation podcast. We are live at the Greater New York meeting here in New York City and sitting inside the exhibit hall with Amy Gagne, RDH. Hey, Amy, how are you? Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me today. It's great to see you. I'm glad to be here with you. I want to learn a little bit more about you before we dive into our topics today. Absolutely. So I'm a dental hygienist by trade. I've been in the industry for over 30 years. That's hard to admit. Way too long. <laughs> I think this is probably my 29th Greater New York meeting, crazy enough. Yeah. But it's nice to see that people are out and about and there's a lot of good foot traffic. A little bit about my background, started off in the clinical hygiene space and then got very interested in creating hygiene protocols for dental practices. Um, and then actually through our distributor reps got you know, brought into the distributor market and training and education um, implementation and got really involved with high-tech products and high-growth companies that were bringing in new innovations and bringing them to the marketplace. Um, and so medical has been the great fit for me right now with Dental Unit Waterlines being a big topic. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm really excited to talk about that because I think that that's something that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle of the everyday is sometimes... Now, I want to ask you, what's the one, what's the biggest mistake you're seeing out there when it comes to dental, you know, water lines? And yeah, honestly, Kevin, I don't know that there's really a lot of mistakes. Okay. But what I do find after a lot of webinars and I've had follow-up questions and emails yeah. from is that they just don't know where to get started. Okay. You know, um, there's a lot of turnover in the practices. Yes. There's a lot of different people handling the protocol. Um, it's something that, you know, not top of mind every day um, and I think that a lot of offices just haven't had that conversation with their staff and their team to put a standard operating procedure into place and make a decision on you know what products and we could get into products a little oh, bit course. more yeah. um, you know a little bit later would be the best system for them to use you know because let's face it consistency is key right you know it's like having an automobile they recommend a certain oil and they recommend a certain gasoline sure. depending on your engine that you have and you want to maintain that and keep it and get your oil changed on a regular basis you have to keep these you know big pieces of equipment in your practice functioning at highest capacity and optimal and it's really important when you pick um, you know products and chemicals that they all work well together yeah. in an end-to-end solution so that's where cell medics is focused right now and it's been really exciting yeah, that's a really cool thing and, and I love what you talked about as far as the training that goes on in practice and the turnover that we're seeing because so many dental assistants right now are coming in don't have a dental background they're, this right. is they're brand new to them yeah. and we know sometimes the training they get isn't the best i mean let's just be perfectly honest yeah you know there's not a lot of time for that right i mean training and onboarding is something that i think a lot of offices you know they bring them in they show them real quick and they just expect them to pick it up and you know there is a lot of education that needs to be done around this and why do they need to do it you know, I think probably one of the biggest misconceptions is um, that they're not really thinking all the way back to the basics, you know, of their yep. source water. we got to look at source water. And if we look at water in the world today, there's droughts, there's oil spills, you know, there's the ecosystem that we're concerned with. And there's so many different factors with water. There's well water, city water. Every city treats their water differently. There's yep. chemicals in the water, even in the publicly owned treatment works where they're 
adding different chemicals into that system. And now we put that in a bottle and then we add more chemicals to it. And how does all of that react, right? Yeah. And we have to be concerned about all that. So I think the source water is really important. Are they using tap? Are they using well? Are they using, do they want to start with distilled water? You know, do they have that capability or interest in maybe getting a full system where they treat the water? I mean, every one of us at home that I know has a filter in oh, their absolutely. refrigerator. Oh, and absolutely. Everyone I see here at the meetings walking around with a bottle of water. <laughs> I don't see anybody drinking out of the tap here. So, you know, when we think about that, you know, that's where I think it's really important for them to understand the source water and then what the wa- what water are they starting with, you know, and then how do they implement something into the practice from there. And a lot of dental assistants will come into a practice, and obviously that decision's already been made. Is there a best choice? Is there a standard of care when it comes to water and, and what we should be, how we should even be starting this process? Yeah, well, unfortunately, you know, there really hasn't been a lot of mandates, right. but what the state boards have done is recommended um, the CDC guidelines. And if we look at the CDC guidelines, they kind of follow the OSAP, you know, the Occupational yep. Safety and um, Protection Company, and um, they have done the only white paper out there. So their guidelines are to start with testing, and you test two consecutive months in a row and get positive tests. And then if you do get two passing tests monthly, consecutive, then you can go to quarterly testing and shopping. Um, you know, and if you get fails in the beginning, we've got to do a little bit more research and see why are we getting those fails, what's causing that, do we have a deadline that we're not using, do we have water sitting in the bottles too long that's collecting and growing bacteria, we, we've got to figure out what's going on there and just do a little bit more investigating. So, you know, starting a protocol, I think it's going to start with that source water, and then figuring out, do they want something that's a daily treatment, yeah. or do they want something like a straw system where they can set it and forget it for a year? You know, do they want to use iodine? Do they want to use silver? What other chemicals are they using in the office? So there's a lot of options out there for treatment, and there's there's good and bad with all of them, right? Absolutely. And I feel like there's a lot of options out there when it comes to getting the information or getting your education about how to get started, how to make sure you're on the right path. And you mentioned OSAP, a great resource out there Absolutely. as well. But I'm finding a lot of dental assistants that will ask in Facebook groups, what are you doing? And sometimes there's some misinformation out there. Where do we make sure we get the right information? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, just because it's on social media doesn't mean it's right, (laughs) right? Right, exactly. (laughs) How many things can we hear? (laughs) It's the truth. It's scary. It is kind of scary. And, you know, some of it is true and some of it's not. So you always have to proceed with caution when you're watching or listening to anything online and do a little bit more research for yourself. I think a great place to start is the state boards. And then going to, you know, a company that's focused on waterline safety, like Medics. I'm with now. Um, we are focused on end-to-end water solutions. We have a great portal for the offices to maintain, upload their testing yeah. so they can monitor everything, have all their compliance records in one spot, and that includes water going out of the office for the ecosystem with our amalgam separation and capture yeah, yeah. and keeping all those compliance records. So having you know one of our water specialists come into the practice, do an evaluation on their source water, see you know TDS is one of the ways we can test, which is total dissolved solids. And then CFUs, which is colony-forming units of bacteria, those are the ones that we really want to keep at that at least drinking water quality of 500 CFUs or under to be safe in the dental practice for your patients. Um, So I think those guidelines are a good place to start with. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll start with that. And just remind everybody, we're at the Greater New York Dental Meeting. Kevin Henry here with Amy Gagne, RDH. 
and, and so if we're starting with that, you know, obviously there's a lot of knowledge that has to be done. And I want to go back to something you said earlier where it kind of sounds like having something standardized. You know, I know that there's the, the three-ring notebook sometimes in practices. Yeah. Is this something that belongs in that notebook that is passed down? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And I think you're going to see the states, you know, requiring some sort of waterline topic, conversation, education involved in their infection control CEs. So I think adding that to the binder, having a log or having a a flow chart of where you start, how to proceed, and setting up that regular protocol. So no no matter who's in the office, if someone's out sick or on maternity leave, somebody else could pick up, come in and take over where they left off and not have any questions. I know myself being a hygienist, when I was temping, you go into a practice and you don't even know what they're using. Right. And you just take it for granted that maybe somebody else did it, right? And maybe they're using a daily tablet and they forgot to put that tablet in. That makes the office vulnerable, you know, while you're doing your procedure. So, you know, setting up the protocol, having the book, having these standard operating procedures in there for a reference for everyone that's coming into the practice, they can pick up right up and everyone knows what's going on and educating the staff. I think they should have a morning huddle about it. I agree with that completely because I think this is such... I, I always say, you know, if I'm going in there as a patient or my mom's going in there as a patient, I want to make sure we're all safe whenever we're sitting in the chair. Right, right, So this, right. Is, this is a big thing for dental assistants to really take seriously. It, it is. And, you know, with the recent outbreaks that I've heard, there's been a couple others that haven't even been exposed oh, yet. Okay. So there is definitely going to be awareness around this topic, and I think it's important to get ahead of it now before anything happens. Why wait? I know it's out of sight, out of mind, but it's definitely something that should be top of mind. I'm glad you brought that up because we know sometimes this gets in the news, which gets in the patient's head, and then they are worried or they have questions when they're sitting in the chair. Should the dental assistant almost be saying this is what we're doing to keep you safe? Absolutely. Educate your patients on what you're doing to go above and beyond regular practice. Let them know that you're taking those precautions to be safe and that you care about them and their safety in the practice. You don't want anything to happen. You don't want them to get an infection in their tissue after you're scaling and replaning even. So you want to definitely let them know what you're doing. You let them know about all the other technology you have in the practice, so why not have that happening? Love that. So when it comes to infection control, and, and a lot of times we are now seeing infection control coordinators in practices, this falls under their jurisdiction as well, correct? Is this something that you see that ICC kind of taking on to make sure the dental unit water lines are being taken care of properly? Absolutely. Okay. This is all involved with infection control. Yeah. It's bacteria, colony-forming units that can be introduced into the patient's mouth, either through aerosols or through the water lines, through the handpiece lines. Yeah. So it's definitely part of your infection control protocols that you shock those lines, keep those lines clean. And I would challenge any office to take that air water syringe and fill up the little Dixie cup and drink that water with their lunch. <laughs> Let's see if they do it, Oh, Kevin. that's an interesting challenge right there. That's a TikTok challenge, so, yeah, I think, exactly. right there. Seriously. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Let's see if they do it. Yeah, see how scared how they are to do it. How yeah. they feel. Honestly. So, you know, those are things that we definitely want to educate our patients about. I think it's great. So this time of year, we're always looking ahead to what we can do better in the new year, you know. And, and, and I always like to say, what can dental practices be doing better whenever it comes to this or other topics. Is this something we talked about adding to the three-ring binder? We talked about getting the right information. What else should we be doing better in 2024 when it comes to this topic? You know, I think, you know, 
having that initial conversation and putting that protocol into place I think is a great place to start. But I also want to suggest to the offices to not be afraid. Don't be afraid to test. I think that's probably the fear of the unknown is yeah. the biggest thing and they don't want to fail a water test. But, you know, wouldn't you rather know now and fix it oh, yeah. before there's requirements around it and mandates, right? And know sure. that you're giving your patients the best quality water that you can in the practice and that everything's safe. Don't be afraid. No one's going to to do anything because you failed a water test, we'll just take the right protocol and get it fixed for you. And I'd rather be known something's wrong and get it fixed than just Absolutely. put my head in the sand. Yeah, yeah so. I just feel I feel like there's a lot of fear around it yeah. just because they haven't done it and they you know probably don't want to deal with it. You know, it's another thing for them to worry about. Of we know course. how that is, right? Like, <laughs> so that's part of the challenge. You know, just the awareness and getting started and doing the right thing. And last question for you. I know that you know. We see a lot of understaffed dental practices right now. I know everybody's trying to save time. Everybody's trying to, but this is one area where you just can't cut a corner. This well, or you know, what, what's your thought? Yeah, yeah. There are products that are pretty simple to use once okay. you get going with the protocol. So, you know, let's say the Stericel Straw is yeah. a silver-based product. It's EPA guaranteed for 365 days. They don't have to worry about it. So set it, forget it. Fill up the water, use the water, and they're good for a whole year. Okay. So there are ways for this to be a simple protocol for them where they don't have to worry about it every day. Okay. Um, you know, so the options are out there for them, and there are simple treatments. So it, it really shouldn't be that painful. Well, let's talk about where they can learn about some of those options. I know uh, I want to make sure because you've got a pretty cool project going right now. Uh, I do. Well, yeah, I want to hear more about that. Oh. Amy's Water Minute. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear about Amy's <laughs> yeah, Water Minute. Tell no, me about that. So I just thought of this little idea for marketing and just for education. I had so many questions after my webinar, so I was like, you know, I should just do little, and I say Amy's Water Minute, it'll probably be about 20 <laughs> seconds, you know, just little quick hits and tidbits and fun facts that. around water and, and what people can do just to start raising more awareness around the topic. Nice. So it'll just be a little series that I'll put out through Saw Medics. Um, and I'll probably have it on my Instagram page too at a Gagne underscore RDH on Instagram and at solmedics.com, S-O-L-M-E-T-E-X.com. You can also go online, find out all the information on water line safety treatments and set up a water consultation if you want to learn more about your source water. There you go. Well, we're going to make sure to put Amy's Instagram handle. We're going to make sure to put Solomatics, the website. Everything is in the show notes, so you can go real quick. One place to find everything that you need to make sure your dental unit water lines are in top shape. And it's important for your patients. It's important for you. Amy, thanks for taking a few minutes today. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Now, and thanks to all of you for joining this episode live from the Greater New York Dental Meeting. Uh, it's these are important topics. These are important things that we need to talk about heading into 2024. Thankful to Amy for some time to do that. And thankful to you for listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast.